I want to thank you for joining us today on the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you didn't know, we have a 24-7 prayer hotline. It's staffed by Teen Challenge staff members who are ready to pray with you anytime, anywhere. Call us today at 888-520-0620. And if you know someone who is struggling with addiction and needs to come into our program, you can refer them to this same number, 888-520-0620, and we can help them begin their new life. We're jumping right back into the powerful and Holy Spirit-inspired conversations and messages from Arise United 2020. Back on our podcast today, we have our dear friend, Gary Wilkerson. He's the son of Teen Challenge founder, David Wilkerson. He's going to have a very relevant and thought-provoking conversation with our executive director, Ron Brown, about what godly unity is from a scriptural perspective. If you haven't had the chance, please subscribe to our podcast channel today. You'll be notified every time a new episode comes out, and it's a way for us to stay in touch during these difficult times. God bless you today, my friends. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, Brother Ron, for letting me be with you today. And uh, uh, such a special place in my heart for Teen Challenge, and especially Southern California Teen Challenge, because I just think you guys are doing it right. Oh, uh, thank you. you. <laughs> the Lord, you pray, you fast, you, yes. uh, you have a heart for the lost. You, and just so thank you for uh, the great work that you're, you're doing. Uh, yeah, I grew up um, really immersed in the whole Teen Challenge ministry, uh, my earliest childhood memories are my father taking me from our little home uh, in Staten Island, New York, to Brooklyn mm. to to spend a day with him at the center. And you know, so, so I, I saw guys coming in off the streets, uh, just strung out, you know, heroin addicts, could hardly move, walk, breathe. And, you know, to see him three or four weeks later, you know, they're out there playing basketball with me as a little kid. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and just seeing the transition, you know, like playing basketball. I love basketball, so... I'd be playing basketball with the guys, and you know, the first week into the center, they'd miss a shot, and everything was, you know, blankety blank this, and blankety, you know, all this bad language. And then right, right. about a month later, they're going, "Praise God, Hallelujah!" You know, they're missing shots. Glory to God, I'm such a shot, Hallelujah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah. so things change. I say, I just as an example, things change. Uh, a, lot, a lot changes, um, and I think to the issue we're speaking of today, uh, our, our view on race changes uh, yes. when when Jesus touches the soul. Uh, he, he, there, there are, uh, I've learned to appreciate recently, there are differences in races that are, are meant to be celebrated. Uh, I was in a conversation with some of my black friends and they, and, and they kind of challenged me on this, this issue of, you know, we don't see color. And my black friends were telling me like, no, we want you to see color. Like I'm black and I love being black and it's, uh, my family's black and my grandparents are black and, and, yes. so, and, and Gary, you're half Italian. So I love, you know, that your grandma, you know, taught you how to cook Italian food. So let's celebrate some of our differences, mm-hmm. but also we realize that we have we have these ethnic differences, but we are of one race. Uh, in, in Adam, you know, the creation when he formed us from the dust, we were all probably Middle Eastern, if we want to put an ethnicity to it. Yeah, uh, you know, we were neither black nor white nor Hispanic. We were probably more like kind of an Asian type feel, and um, and that was the one race. And then it spread, and melatonin came into some skin different ways by the different places they'd landed on, but we were still one people. Amen. And, and then through, through, uh, through sin and the fall of man, mm-hmm. uh, hatred and separation and fear and anxiety came in. And yeah. not only the Tower of Babel separated us by languages, but it separated mm-hmm. us by ethnicity too as well. Yeah. And, and, and so then the cross of Jesus 
the gospel of Christ uh, reconciles us back to that man we were, that one man we were meant to be in Christ. Uh, but but the, sancti- the, the cross heals the brokenness. Yeah. The sanctification process teaches us how to get rid of our own hatred, fear, anxiety, teaches us how to forgive. Yes. Uh, teaches us justice as well. I mean, we can forgive, but, you know, if somebody's being uh, overtly racist towards us, we don't have to sort of just, uh, sort take of it. humbly out <laughs> to that and say, oh, well, you know, you're, you're being my family, you know, I'm a Christian, so I can't do, you know, there's, there's justice and there is. Amen. Uh, so I'm, I know I'm saying a lot here with your first question, but. Uh, well, no, no, you're, you're doing great. I, yeah. I appreciate all that you're sharing, the richness uh, in your heart of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things I want to comment on that you said is uh, there are differences um, and we can celebrate those differences. The, when we, when you use the word unity and we say we want to be united, it is celebrating those differences that causes us to be able to work on what unity is. If we were all the same, uh, then there would be no need to even talk about unity. Mm-hmm. But the reason that we can talk about unity is because there are differences. Mm-hmm. And those differences are to be celebrated uh, in the different cultural dynamics that, that, is, that are on the earth. And you also mentioned that we're one race. We all came from Adam's race. Um, and then when we're born again, now we're all of another race. And when we come to Christ in the church, that we're all of one holy race with the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so God has this ability to take things that are different and bring them together in this beauty. Uh, uh, I, I say like a multifaceted diamond that has all the different colors of, of God's grace uh, poured out in the earth. And so we do have to recognize that there are differences, but those differences should not be a barrier right. uh, that separates us, but they should be uh, something that attracts us to, to find out how we can work together as one. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, the uh, if you ever look at uh, some of the stories that are written about what the future looks like, I don't know if you've noticed that they all sort of look monotone. They all have have um, kind of gray skin, and they wear the same they wear the same uniform, and they kind of march in the same line. You know, and, and that's that is that's satanic. You know, that's demonic. That's that's the opposite of what God did. Uh, the, the making uh, the diversity and the celebration you know I mean, could you I, I mean how, how thankful are we that God made male and female you know I'm amen hallelujah not every day you know, especially my wife yeah uh, and, and that um, you know so there's a difference there we're one we're one race we're one new person in Christ Jesus but we're of different genders and and mm-hmm. and, and to some degree I think there's some some you know when I'm in Asia when I'm in Latin America there, there's there's cultural differences that are meant to be celebrated, and they only they are only not celebrated when Satan grasps somebody's heart's heart and makes it makes them an aggressor towards the other uh, ethnic group, and and then the ethnic group that has been injured or hurt by that other party, off then then they're they're cause there's cause of the pain and the hurt and the wounds, and then maybe even uh, outside of Christ there becomes you know a counterculture war now, and and so there's there's yeah. This escalating vengeance that that takes place. We see that in the Old Testament. There's several different stories where one tribe went over. Uh, like for instance, there's the story of Diana. Diana, um, and she went and married uh, somebody from a different tribe, and and then they mistreated her. So her brothers came and 
killed uh, the, the men of that tribe. And then the men of that tribe came back and started a war against Israel that mm-hmm. carried on for thousands and thousands of years until one day mm. Jesus came and he, and he went into a Samaritan village Jacob's well. And it was, it was Jacob's well where this war had taken place. It was where Dinah had wow. been raped and the brothers killed him. Yeah. Uh, and that was that. And so when Jesus sits there, he's actually not just saving a lost soul in the woman, mm. It's actually healing thousands of years of, of tribal, racial um, uh, wow. hate and pain and suffering. And so you know, she's saying, like, you know, you're Jewish, and I'm a Gentile. You, I'm a Samaritan. You can't be sitting here, and I can't give you water. And, and he blows that all out of the water. Uh, you know, so his healing is not just individual. His healing is communal as well. Amen. Uh, that, he, that he brings us together as one new man in Christ. Amen. And that's important that we can't have this individualized relationship with God without recognizing that we're connected to one another here. So when we're when we come into the church, we're born again, the Holy Spirit places us in the body uh, where we should be and where we should function. And so each member of the body has different gifts, different callings, uh, different abilities and as we begin to function together, we begin to appreciate one another in the body. I think about John when he saw uh, the, the, the worshipers before the throne of God. He saw every tribe, every nation, every language, every tongue. So he saw the differences there. So these pictures of the future about everybody looking kind of gray and, mm-hmm. and all monotone, is, is that's not biblical. That is not the word of God because John in the Revelation he saw all of us there, all the different tribes. And so there were some distinct markings that made him recognize the different groups that were there. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that's God and his, and his glory and his, his diversity. Is, is, you know, diversity is not a word that uh, social activists have created uh, to try to manipulate society. It's, it's a word created by God that he is a, mm. he's a diverse God and, he's, he's a, and that, that just shines his glory even even greater but you know we are living in a Ron you know this we've discussed this before you know, we're living in a very troubled time yes we are you know you and I are both old enough to well you're a little bit younger than me but you're probably old enough to remember the late 60s oh, yes. we were we were kids but we saw you know we'd walk, walk into our living room and our parents would have the news on and there was much going on you know in in uh, overcoming segregation at that time and yes. the protests there was a whole lot going on in the Vietnam War going yeah. on in the hippie movement. It was a turbulent time. Uh, being 60 now, a little over 60, I have never seen a more turbulent time than, than this one. Uh, only two times, the late 60s and now here in 2020. Added is the pandemic now. And so and add, to, mm. added to the pandemic is people now more suicidal. Added to, to the pandemic is people more um, anxious and stressed, overdose, drug use. Um, yes. Yeah. Here, here in my state, I heard the the, the sales of alcohol is up two hundred fifty percent. Wow. Uh, the the um, suicide rate has gone up. I think said forty percent here in my state. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we are certainly living in troubled times. But you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard against it. Yeah. And it happened in the sixties. I'm I'm believing and I'm praying. And I'm trusting there would be another uh, great awakening, uh, great revival. America needs. Uh, a spiritual revival, and oftentimes God will use two things going on. One is the cry for justice, which is healthy. Yes. And the other is the the, um, the the satanic 
twisting of that cry for justice to, to mm-hmm. be take, taking vengeance into their own hands. Yeah. And so, so, and so part of that, my personal belief is in looking at scripture, mm-hmm. when, when things are in turmoil, pandemics, and uh, you know, right now while we're talking, there's a, a hurricane hitting the south yeah. again. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of Christians disagree with me, and I, and I certainly respect them. Even if they do, they mm-hmm. they tend to look at these things as sort of random, and you know, the, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And pandemics just happen to be a virus that was created somewhere or an animal. Uh, my personal take is that God is sovereign; He's in control of everything. He Amen. knows what He's doing. And he, he is involved in this. Yes. Uh, he is allowing these things to happen to awaken us, um, to awaken us to, uh, I think he needs to awaken a lot of white people to a very subtle, unknown racism that's in them. Yes. Uh, I think he yes. needs to, to, to make us aware of, wow. of uh, some of the, 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 the wickedness in our own heart, no matter what race or, or tribe or tongue we're from, uh, and, and bring uh, forgiveness healing. Uh, but then I believe the ultimate vision in God's heart for this season is that these things going on, storms, earthquakes, pandemics, riots, that these things would awaken us once again. Uh, you know, judgment for God is, is first redemptive. And so mm-hmm. I believe these things are judgmental. The things that are happening uh, in, in our city streets, uh, they, where, where they've gone off the rails, to me, that's part of the judgment of God. Yes. Uh, we, we need to, but the good news is that if that judgment is, as we see in Scripture, redemptive, then that's going to cause an opportunity, at least, if not a great awakening, an opportunity for yes. a great awakening in the church first, in our hearts first, mm-hmm. in our, in our, you know, who we relate to and how we relate to them first, and then yes. that could spread throughout society. And uh, judgment can be either a thing that we thumb our nose and hate God more, or it yes. can bring another Jesus movement to America. Well, I'm believing God for that Jesus movement because that's what we need. And, and I love what you just said, that, that justice is first redemptive um, and, and it's not vengeful. You know, when I think about the justice of God, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so the justice that God brought to our sin, because we were all born in sin, shaped in iniquity, the justice that he brought had a redemptive purpose. He sent Jesus. Um, You know, instead of getting rid of all of us, he sent the Lord Jesus Christ to give his life on the cross so that we will have the opportunity to repent. Not everyone will choose to repent, but but the justice of God had that redemptive purpose of Jesus giving his life on the cross, perchance that man would repent. Uh, and so thank God for the redemptive justice of God that he brings. And, and that's really what the earth needs now more than ever, uh, not the vengeful thing, because vengeance is mine, I will repay, says Lord. He knows how to balance the scales and balance the books. But when we look at the redemptive purposes of God, what do you see as the role of the church? Um, How can we, as the people of God, you know, the church is still very segregated in a lot of ways. You know, we have the black church, the white church, the brown church, uh, all the different languages and nationalities, and everyone kind of worships separately. Uh, How can a, a greater manifestation of unity come to the body of Christ, which could be that standard? that God wants to lift up in the earth. How do you see uh, these things bringing us together as the people of God? 
Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, and you know, scripture speaks to that. You know, that, that's exciting for me. Is I don't have to be quick on my feet and think of a good answer. The scripture speaks to every issue that we're facing in life today. Amen. Um, it be racism or judge judgment or justice or revival. It's all in the scripture. Amen. Uh, John John seventeen uh, twenty one. Jesus is praying to his Father, and the good news about this, uh, you know. Some of my prayers get answered. I'm sure some of yours get answered, but not all of them. All Great. of Jesus' prayers get answered. Hallelujah. In, 21, in John 17, 21, he says, uh, uh, that they may be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in them, that they may be also in us, that the world may believe you as have sent me. So there's mm-hmm. two things going on here. The, the unity that Jesus wants is not superficial. It's not... Um, mm. It goes beyond, uh, you know, marching together down the street, holding hands. Those are good, but it goes beyond that. He's saying, Father, the way you and I are one, can you make them one like that with us vertically and with each other? And so this is the, you know, it's it's called the kind of the Trinitarian community uh, that God is not just, uh, um, you know, he's monotheistic. He's one God, but he's in Great. three persons: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Amen. even before we were ever created, they were enjoying company with each other, mm. building each other up, speaking love to one another, uh, thrilled by being each other's presence for eternity. Mm-hmm. He creates us and says, "Okay, the way that we, the way that we are committed and and devoted and loving and serving and honoring one another, Father, make them one like that." Yeah. Uh, so, so that that is a, a great hope. Secondly, you see in that is that the world would understand then the power of the gospel. Amen. Uh, two messages. One is the, what we preach, the gospel, and yeah. we need to preach the word. Mm-hmm. But the second one is how we live together, and so the church can be uh, an example. Um, you know, I'm doing a conference in October in Florida, and there's uh, a predominantly white church that's partnering, and a predominantly mm-hmm. black church. I don't know that they're ever going to become you know fifty fifty in, in mm-hmm. black and white together, but we're right. coming together and we're doing a conference together and our worship teams are combining together and our preaching staff preaching together. Yes. Uh, so that, that if we really love one another like that, then that is that the world might see that we love one another. Mm. One other comment then is before Jesus prayed for unity, he, he back up to verse 17, he says, sanctify them in the truth, Lord, Father, your word is truth. Yes. And so, so Jesus is setting the stage for unity by saying there's something necessary. Uh, you can't just jump into unity. Something has to happen before you're unified and mm. it's being sanctified in truth. Yes. Being sanctified in truth carries with it the connotation of awareness of your heart, awareness of your relationships, repentance for the things that are wrong in the, in your heart and relationships. Mm-hmm. And then not just the, the pulling away of the negative, but the entrance of the positive in truth, I have truth now. I have truth that uh, my brother can forgive me and I can forgive them. I have truth that we can be reconciled. I have truth that we can Amen. love one another. I have truth that we can uh, love each other to the degree that the world could see mm-hmm. the power of the gospel that Jesus does us. And, and again, going back to your first question, that's what I saw as a little boy at Teen Challenge. People, mm-hmm. you know, coming from every walk of life, every corner of the of the of the world, and coming together and mm-hmm. learning to be sanctified. And out of that sanctification process comes comes the grace to, to be unified. And I believe it is a grace. It's not a man-made work. Amen. Yes. Uh, it's a grace. Laws can do things and social systems can do things that are good. Mm-hmm. But this type of love and this type of unity so far 
surpasses that. So for anybody listening to this, I would, uh, I would deeply, deeply encourage you mm. to, to, to look at that process of sanctification in our own heart and yeah. say, you know, I'm not totally responsible for the whole world, but I am responsible for, for that. And, and lastly, I'd say uh, Jesus is the answer. Um, yes. There's a story. I, I don't know 100% of the accuracy. Uh, somebody told me a story one day that they noticed my father was in Brooklyn Teen Challenge and this man walked in with these, these black rim glasses mm-hmm. and some of the students looked at him and goes, that's Malcolm X. And, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the man in the 60s who was advocating for, for uh, some of the things that are being advocated still today. Right. And they said Malcolm X walked into my father's office and uh, later on my father was talking to me a little bit about this and he said, uh, Malcolm X said, he had some of his men with him, said, uh, Mr. Wilkerson, you, you say Jesus is the only uh, cure for a drug addict. Mm. And I have, to, I have to oppose that because in our, in, in our uh, community, we have a drug program as well. And we're not talking about Jesus. And yet people are being set free from drugs and living drug free. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I, and I love my father's answer. It was that, yes, there may be various ways of stopping using drugs. Alcohol Anonymous can get you off alcohol. Yes. Uh, there's only one way to be forgiven of sin. There's only one way to be reconciled to God. And there's only one way to love your brother deeply. And that's through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And, and that's the end of the conversation. There's, you know, religion can't hold a, a, a match to the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from mm. all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord. And makes us a, a new creation in Christ. And old things pass away. Our old prejudice pass away. Our old our, our old sense of vengeance, our old sense of, of being hated, being unloved, you know, and we're, and we're brought into the fact that, you know, and I would say that anybody that feels, you know, uh, ha- having been so mistreated uh, because of your skin color growing up, that, that the good news is that Jesus can not only heal that, but the good news is that Jesus chose you. Maybe, maybe man rejected you, and because of their own prejudice, they said and did harmful things to you. But the King of Kings and Lord of Lords looked down from heaven and said, I want you. I'm choosing you to be saved and healed and reconciled and sent out now as an ambassador of my love and unity and sanctification process and power. And so the fact that you're listening to this probably says at some point in your life, you felt that knock at your door of your heart. And you've been, and that means you're being called upon by the Lord yeah. and, uh, and, and you call on him. And that's where, that's where miracles take place of these things we're talking about of unity of, of sanctification of renewal of the mind and heart and, and cleansing blood of Jesus Christ washing away all of not only all of our sin but all of our hurt and pain as well as we come to Jesus he's a healer and that word healing is sozo the Greek word sozo and that's mm-hmm. a complete word means healing of spirit soul, spirit, mind, soul and, body, and yes. relationships as well amen well Gary thank you so much for being a part of this uh, uh, this united ministry that we're doing this year um the heart of man you know it's really everything comes out of the heart you know all of the issues of our lives flow out of our heart uh the book of proverbs tells us to guard our heart with all diligence because that's where the issues of life come and jesus said it's not what goes into a person that defiles them but what comes out out of the heart comes all of these things that we've been talking about today that has brought so much chaos into the world. And I, I see the, the shouts for change and, and the shouts for justice now uh, is almost like trying to take a sledgehammer 
to the heart. Uh, you can't take a sledgehammer and, and just beat someone's heart into submission. There's a willingness that they have to bring to the table to say, I want my heart to change. I want my life to change. I want my disposition to change. I want my attitude towards other races to change. Uh, I want to be different. Yes. And from that place, it releases the grace of God to begin to work in them, to move them toward repentance so that there's a change of heart, change of mind, change of attitude and direction. And that's what I, I really believe all the things that you're sharing today that we need more than ever is we need to hear the call of the Holy Spirit, the tug of the Holy Spirit in the church to move us to an to that place of repentance. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And so the land that needs to be healed today, I believe it starts from that place of repentance that God wants to get us all to. And we can't get there if we have a sense of superiority, if we have a sense of entitlement, if we have a sense that I'm okay. But on the individual level that you're, you're asking me about, I think is what your, what your question was, is yes, that, yes. that each of us are, are responsible before God to examine our own hearts, uh, to yes. see from faith, and to realize, you know, I, I don't know that Peter, for instance, knew that he was prejudiced. He was saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was filled with the Spirit. The book of Acts, uh, chapter 2, had already happened. So he was speaking in tongues and preaching sermons and seeing people healed. Yes. Uh, all of a sudden, the sheet is let down. Mm. And, and the Holy Spirit says, take and eat. He goes, I can't eat. That's unclean. Mm. You know, because it was from another group of people. Yes. Those who were to him untouchable. And, and the Lord has to speak to him about his own prejudice. But if you would pray for us today and all of the folks who are listening, that God would bring uh, a greater degree of unity to the body of Christ so that we can move forward as his ambassadors in the world today. I'd be honored to. Thank you, Ron. Amen. Uh, Heavenly Father, you said in your word, uh, who is he that would ascend to the high and holy mountain? It is he that has clean hands and a pure heart. Yes. I come before you, first of all, not asking others to do something that I would not do myself. It's just give me clean hands and a pure heart. Yes. I repent and I confess, Lord, so often Jesus. I am uh, misguided and misappropriate the goodness of God and to selfishness and Jesus. I can be cranky and bitter and unkind and all these things. Lord, and you're you're so gracious and kind that, that as you, uh, who can ascend to this holy hill, mm. is, is my repentance sufficient? Mm. Uh, no, you have to clean my hands. You yes. have to clean my heart. Yes, Lord. Touch, touch my lips. Lord, I think also of Isaiah 6 where here's a man who's been preaching mm. maybe for decades, preaching with power and seeing kings touched by his message. And then he sees a picture of the holiness of God, and all of a sudden he says, my lips are unclean. Yes. And Father, we may think we don't have any prejudice in us. Mm. We see how loving and pure and, and how the unity of the Trinity, mm. as we talked about in Johnson, when we see that in, yes. in reality, we're going to say, man, I'm unclean when it comes to how I love my brothers and sisters. Mm. So we repent. And we, 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 yes, turn. We, 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 we thank you that it's, it's grace. Yes. It's, the supply of, of uh, the mercy of God that cleanses us. Yes. We, we are made brand new. So now we, uh, Lord, I would ask anyone that would love to join in with me, just saying, Lord, I'm sorry for words I've said, deeds I've done, grudges that I've held, Thank anger, that, uh, an angry, not just angry at events, but having an angry spirit 
Mm. And I pray now in the name of Jesus, you will release them from that angry spirit, that vengeful spirit, that unforgiving spirit. Yes. And also, the Lord, those who have been wounded, I pray that you would release them from the wounds of childhood, the wounds of history, the wounds yes. that have spoken over them, uh, events yes. taking place and uh, crushing, soul-pounding mm. pain that has come into their heart. And they would just not even want to think about, let alone offer up to you now in the name of Jesus you are trustworthy and faithful God. Yes. Because you are trustworthy and faithful. We can yes. bring things yes. to you we may have never said to anybody else. Mm. The, the young woman who maybe was abused, the, 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 the boy that was bullied, Lord, yes. Yes. They, they can offer that to you now. And, and not only can they trust you, but you, you have what Scripture calls the balm of Gilead. It's the healing oil. Uh, Gilead was a, was a broken land at that time. And you offered this oil that would heal their wounds thank and you. cleanse their souls. And thank, thank you for offering that. And we accept yes. it now. And now we, we close this prayer by, by believing it in faith. Yes. God, that what we've asked you, you have accomplished. And now out of that faith, we rejoice and we, we give thanks. Yes. Thank you, God, that, that if you, Jesus, prayed that we could be one, then we can be one. Yes. Teach us how more so to be one. Teach us to get through the difficulties uh, of, of making us more like, like you and the Father and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But you're getting us there uh, line by line, precept upon precept, the truth thank that you. Ron and I are talking about today. Yes. Lord, thank you that, <laughs> Lord, thank you that First Corinthians says that these, that our preaching didn't come with mere words, but a demonstration mm-hmm. of power. Hallelujah. Lord, there's, there's going to be a demonstration of power, not because somebody goes, that was an interesting message that they talked about today, mm-hmm. but the demonstration will be that your heart, who's listening to this prayer, your yeah. heart will be changed. Yes. Your mind will be changed. Yes. Your direction will be changed. Yes. And as a result, your future will be changed. I speak yes. to you now in the name of Jesus, that Hallelujah. if you hold on to any of these prejudices, wounds, or unforgiveness, if you hold on to that, it will decimate your life. Mm. It will finish you from the glory of God that he has for you. It will mm. keep you from the mountaintop experiences that he has mm. for you. It will keep you from being prosperous. So mm. in the name of Jesus, lay that down right now. Yes. And yeah. arise now uh, yes. in the newness of life. Just as Peter arose from seeing that uh, event where he was made aware of his own prejudice and, mm. and he was able to go and be yeah. not only reconciled with the uh, a Gentile brother, but became one in Christ with him. They both became mm. both Christians now. They both celebrated together. They could take communion together. They could love yes. one another. Yes. And Cornelius' whole family was saved, and there's great things that are going to come out of uh, this conversation today. Great things. Thank because you. Not because Ron and I said it, but because it's your word. Yeah. You are faithful. Wherever you put your word, it's going to accomplish what you sent it out to accomplish. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.